0: there welcome to the in-between like riding a bike folks
1: <laughs> wow welcome back <laughs> uh welcome back to all of you hey hey sean and alan thank you guys for <laughs> being our faithful listeners to call me out and say hey where's Uh-oh. the in-between oh no <laughs> i appreciate it and guys we are back in full force we are in fact f- and, They're and back. better than ever i don't know if we're oh, better than ever but <laughs>
0: I don't know about better than ever. (laughs) We're here.
1: That's That's all I can say. Mm Exactly. We are so definitely here. Absolutely. We just had Father's Day Mm -hmm. when we're recording this. Did we really? We did. I missed it. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Chris is wearing a a cool shirt with Yoda on it. It says, Yoda, best dad ever. That's right. And wait, so you said you got that for yourself? I I buy... periodically i buy these okay. and then i have to replace them
2: because i think the kids throw them away yeah just kidding that's no. not what happens no, he's like wow that's brutal it's ginger man, I'm cut you're... to pieces man burned. i can't wait to have teenagers right Blah. no uh it's it is not that's not the case it's um no it's very sweet yes my, my family did a sweet um father's day for me so yes i saw pictures really nice. yeah well, that's
1: awesome. Uh, Paul, did you get any Father's Day gifts? Meat? Swag. Nope. No.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Which is What's just, just Exactly. <laughs>
0: we about, go for honesty in our...
1: Now, John, a couple of years ago, um, I remember you got the sweet uh, belt that could hold water oh, bottles man. and all sorts of other canned beverages. Yes. Um, did you get my, my
0: Coke? Uh, belt? Belt. <laughs>
1: Holster, that's was, bolster, right? What's Wait a the, minute, bolster. Like my Coca Cola
0: bolster. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Did you get anything as good or better this year?
0: um I got to take my family to Disney World. There you oh, go. Oh yeah. There you go.
1: Where's the clap button?
0: That's yeah. Right. right. I don't know. It's Where's one of those If you had here if you had here the one you need. Oh my If you
1: had hair it probably be more gray. <laughs> yeah. Um
0: I and it it, it was. Um mm. it, it had I I got to do a fresh shave yesterday and nice. there was there were definitely some gray hairs on the floor whenever I <laughs> shaved them off. I was like, "Hey, yep. that's happening more often than it mm. used to." But yeah, no, it was great. We had a lot of fun. I don't ever want to go back. But it was so much nice. fun.
1: <laughs> Man. Well, Chris, I, I'm i sure other people experienced this. I thought, at least for me, your sermon was very convicting, specifically on the, uh, the idea of obedience over sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just how it related to me as a father, how it related to me as a minister, I'm sure a lot of people probably probably felt that. So if you haven't listened to that, it's worth going back and, and having to listen to. Um, but we're jumping into first Samuel 16 this coming week and we have none other than Paul, uh, yep. who is going to be preaching on that for the next couple of weeks. Is that right, Paul?
3: That's yeah. Right. The next two will hopefully carve 16 in half <clears throat> and, uh, and yeah, and be able to cover it over the next two weeks. Um, most, I think, Bibles do split it up uh, with verses 1 through 13, kind of being the first kind of section, and 14 mm-hmm. through the end. And so I hope that to be the case that I get to do. Um, why they actually do that, and it's kind of fun, um, is both these sections have uh, what's called an inclusio, uh, meaning like a mm-hmm. uh, picture like um, bookends, you know, mm-hmm. something that starts and then a sign that it finishes. And so you have verse 1, um, Uh, starting off with this reference of fill your horn with oil. Right. Um, And then in 13, again, Samuel takes the horn of oil. And in the same way in 14 picks up um, with -hmm. this mention of a harmful spirit from the Lord that tormented him. Uh, And in 23, you get also, again, this harmful spirit um, Mm -hmm. from God that is upon Saul. And again, it goes back to a little bit of what we were talking about before we pressed play on the podcast of, you know, we're we're entering, we've already entered and we're continuing in the section of um, Samuel that doesn't feel as comfortable for Westerners to read because it's not oh yeah, necessarily chronological in, or there's varying tales of, you know, repetition and, and, and again, mm-hmm. it's just that there's not often that I start a conversation and end a conversation in such a short amount of communication that I was like, Oh, I should repeat and I should start and then repeat and then end with,
0: mm.
3: you know, the mention of one, one thematic element. And right. here, here in Hebrew scripture, that's very common. Um And so again, why, why we have a section of scripture that seems so out of chronological order, uh again, it, it bothers us, but... Mm. To probably the original hearer and reader, it wouldn't bother them, that's and right. they would see things that we were we would miss easily in it. Yeah, and I think the something that's always been not not a
0: comfort to me, but an explainer for me, has been the oral tradition that this came from. Um, of of course, you would have sections like mm-hmm. this that were memorized by small children, and they were memorized in bookend yeah little segments like that things like you would have like a oh remember this is the um, uh, horn of oil section and then they would be able to remember oh yeah it starts with the horn of oil it ends with the horn of oil and this is the story that goes in between and they would be able to say that whole thing because they were supposed to be memorizing um a lot of these parts now samuel's probably not um in like they they memorize the torah Mm-hmm. The first five books, um, but there were, there was an oral tradition of this. Oh, sure. And so I think that remembering that a lot of scripture started as an oral tradition um, would really help me remember, oh, well, you're, you, this is the story that you're telling. There were no chapter 16, verse fives. There were no anything like that. They, they, they didn't have the thing. Above it that said, "David, anointed king." Like all the things in your Bible that make it easy for you to find sections Mm -hmm. of scripture, were not there. Um, So uh, it's just a it's a different like a different time. Hmm. Yeah, altogether. So, and that's that's a key. uh, What you guys are saying
2: and and what Paul is just saying is that it would not have been something that the original readers would have read. And like, wait, wait a minute. Why is this in this? It was, um, you know, the last chapter, one of the things that's weird is that it says, starts by saying, God says, I regret or or whatever that the Hebrew word there, right? Mm-hmm. I repent of this. And then at the end of the very same chapter in our Bible, it's a chapter that was, those chapters are not there mm-hmm. in the original. It says it, God is not a man that he should regret repent. things yeah. or repent of things. And so someone, you know, people, have, I've actually heard that used as a evidence of, you know, things in the Bible that contradict themselves. And you're like, that's, not... I mean, the original author wrote those within seconds of each other. He apparently did not think those contradicted each other in some way. Like that was a, that was comfortable to him to write that. It made total sense to him and it would not have, if it had been, if it had been meant contradictory. So you just have to remember again, like we've said, it's just a different, a different culture,
0: different perspective at mm. times that challenges us. Oh, for sure. Challenges us. We don't, we're not, right man we're uncomfortable with a lot of things and yet we're comfortable with a lot of things that we shouldn't be so yep um i did appreciate that part of the sermon as well yesterday maybe maybe not so much and you know we uh can point to the pride month very easily but like pride in general yeah you know we we tend to value pride and it's like yeah that's bad yeah Mm -hmm. don't do that Mm. um not not a good not a good thing, and we're not sturdy enough to hold up underneath it. Yep, if that makes sense.
2: I was looking to see it is not the same word as in ten horn and flask. Mm-hmm. They I thought I had looked that up at the time, but this it's like Saul Samuel got caught off guard the first time, and all he had was a flask of oil in chapter ten. But now he's God's telling him in advance, bring a horn. Um, mm. I don't know if there's any real deep significance there, but mm.
3: I hadn't yeah.
0: Well, uh, maybe he had further to travel. Maybe so. Mm. Anyway, couldn't find his flask. You look like a prophet on the go. <laughs> Here's your flask of
1: oil. <laughs> it's got the screw lid.
0: I, I do think it's,
2: uh, in 16 to me, one of the things that strikes me is the level of tension in Israel mm. is such that I mean, like in verse four. Oh, it's just right off the bat. It's like, yeah, when when, when Samuel shows up in Bethlehem, the the leaders of the city are Do trembling. you come peaceably? I mean, it's like, yeah, you know, what <laughs> the heck is going
1: oh, well, on? Oh, that was one of my questions: was why why would the elders meet him trembling and ask? Was this a common thing with prophets? No, I think probably right now. Yeah, that's oh, it's just, so it's it's I, just like a contextual thing. Then
3: I, I don't know. I I. Always linked it back into now, apparently Samuel has, has gained this reputation as an executioner. Yeah. I oh, mean, remember he just hacked yes. a guy, out of pieces. He just hacked a guy to ago. pieces in the name of the Lord. Yeah. And so now he shows up and you're like,
1: Oh no. Uh,
3: what are you here for? Hey buddy. You mm. know, like, yeah. is, is this yeah. going to be a meeting? I did not even think of that. I it's mean, Saul shows way. up
0: to a uh, uh, city, shows up to a city. He was in a city. They all seem very happy to see him whenever, uh, or not Saul. Samuel shows or is in a city when Saul shows up. Everybody's really happy to see Samuel at the beginning of, you know, Saul's entrance in onto the scene. That's not the case right now. Yeah, yeah. And also,
2: mm-hmm. this is this is not far from Saul's land. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not far from it. they're still in that same general region. Yeah, um, they're not that far. I think from, if I remember correctly, from the what ephraim of bethlehem or whatever whatever it is mm-hmm. that i have to go look it back up but um and so him showing up here i mean you you hear you hear i mean samuel you read samuel's worried that saul's gonna hunt him down and yeah. kill him right and then he shows up and everybody's freaking out that oh samuel's showing yeah. up like is this are we now caught up in this is this hmm. is this about the battle is because there's a clearly a, a dichotomy now in Israel. The yeah. division between those who follow Samuel and those who follow mm-hmm. Saul is probably a real thing.
1: But man. So this definitely seems chronological if we're reading into those things. It As yeah, far as from 15, like 15 to 16. Yeah, maybe so. It seems yeah. like yeah. it. My, I, yeah. I, My other question that was before this was in verse two, is Samuel like, should we read this as like a difference of character for Samuel or just like, why is he showing a fear of man or is this just a realistic thing because of who Saul is in this moment like that he's afraid that he's going to kill him or is Samuel submitting to the Lord and doing that by submitting his fears to him
3: Yeah I that is a valid question I've always just even appreciated the nature of what seems to be a conversation mm, um, okay in prayer um where Samuel's not afraid mm. where he is afraid of Saul he's not afraid to take his fear of Saul to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the Lord seemingly again, doesn't rebuke mm-hmm. him for that. Right. Yeah. Um, instead finds a way and continues to communicate what his next step is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, well, yeah, I, I've i always been encouraged by the conversational tone of it.
2: And remember if this is chronological, and I think this probably, this section probably does follow very quickly after 15, he just told Saul, there's going to be a new King. Remember he, They Mm -hmm. did that little thing at the end of of 15 where they kind of almost pretend like Saul is still king for the people. Mm -hmm. But he's told Saul, God has chosen someone else, a neighbor of yours who is is better better than you. you. And so Saul's got to keep an eye on Samuel. Where is Samuel going to go near Saul, especially near Saul? Because Saul knows someone's about to get anointed king and it's not Saul. Or Jonathan. Yeah. And so, yeah. Or Jonathan. And so Saul's probably got spies out watching samuel to see where samuel goes so samuel has to come up with a legitimate reason to enter mm-hmm. this region so that saul doesn't just come kill him or whoever he anoints because saul is now i think we're seeing he is now a loose cannon and it's about to get ugly insecurity man
1: yeah
0: it's a killer it's very painful
1: so it's that's so that's that's interesting insight and i i really like that as well paul that it's a cool glimpse into the conversation between Samuel yeah. and the Lord. And
3: especially as we've wa- walked through, you know, again, 15 chapters of Samuel and, and noticed a pattern, especially even with Saul, where the Lord is quiet
1: mm-hmm. and the
3: Lord doesn't speak. And again, is that because Saul's mishandling things or is that because he's just making a choice as the Lord? And so... Mm-hmm here again to, to be, you know, after going through so much of some oddity of silence from the Lord, and then now these clear proclamations of rejecting Saul and then now choosing David, um, you know, there's a little bit of like, is, is Samuel, Samuel's kind of back in like, Oh, we're, we're good again. We're, we're on speaking terms like, Oh, this is still, this is still now how we, how we converse about Mm -hmm. what's going on. Um, it definitely, mm. it definitely shows a presence from the Lord in this choosing of David because we have now his voice being, being in the affirmation of it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. And it's David that, um, you know, I'm sure we'll mention this at some point, um, but here, here we're, we're now running into the introduction into David. And I told Chris, you know, even on Sunday, you know, there's a little bit of when you're going through the narrative that you're, you know, you've been wrestling with Saul and you try to give him the benefit of the doubt and mm-hmm. he continues to at least leave Lose you questioning. It. <laughs> um, if not, yeah. That was generous. Yeah. Yeah. Ruins all doubt of it. And so it's like, we finally run into David and we think, well, yay, the hero, like, mm-hmm. okay, finally the good guy. And yet, we'll run into David's life being oh also full of <laughs> mm-hmm. um, what a hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> and yet, I mean, again, it's uh, it's uh, Chuck Swindoll in, in his commentary and book on it. You know, mentions uh, that more is written in the Bible about David than any other character. Yeah. Um, in the Bible, we run into sixty-six chapters in the Old Testament. Um, it's roughly 59 references in the new testament to his life mm-hmm. um and so wow. again it's like that. yeah the the most time in scripture devoted on a character in the old testament is going to be this man and yet mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that it's perfect and it doesn't mean that he has it all together no um but mm-hmm. it it is it is interesting because it's god's choice yeah mm-hmm. yeah
1: and he's not referred to as the prince Right. Like, like Saul was? I don't think when so. When he was,
0: uh, no, there, uh, shoot. There, I feel like there was, at one point when Saul is being rejected, I thought that there was a reference to a new prince or something like that, but I don't, I don't think David himself is ever referred to as a prince. Um, but I, I could be, that would be a good word yeah, search. Yeah, I, I was I like, Feel like you need to look it up. I, it's, it I mean, it's just like right there, um, in my brain. But you know, there's a
2: lot and of sixteen is right. definitely I'm provided myself for myself. Which that I think language that is not key. meaningless. Yeah. For myself, a king among his sons. Yeah, that's so. The language of that is so obviously the people are demanding a king versus mm-hmm. I am providing I for myself a king,
0: mm-hmm. a king is mm-hmm. pretty shocking, but. Yeah, it is. And, and, you know, like there's, there's a, it's not like Saul wasn't anointed King. That's right. I mean, you know, it's not like Saul wasn't anointed to be the ruler um, of God's people Mm -hmm. to be the, the, you know, the human Mm -hmm. (laughs) conduit for this uh, type of law and discipline in the, in the people of, of Israel, um, I it it I I hesitate to to draw a lot of lines between them because I feel like you know so many times what what proves things out is you know we're we, we will try to make that about the way that these men respond or yeah. something like that and mm-hmm. it has to be God's covenant that that God says to David, my ultimate salvation is going to come through your line. Right. And it's not because, you know, David is righteous. David doesn't have righteousness of his own. It's not because David never fails or David only does the sins that God approves of. Absolutely not. Like, you know, he is... Hugely flawed um, and succumbs to his own insecurities yep. and selfishness and all of that stuff. But God has chosen to bring about ultimate salvation through Jesus Christ, the descendant.
2: So he is the prophets. Two of the prophets refer to him as a prince of Israel. Mm-hmm. And in Chronicles, he is one time God says, "I'm choosing you as a prince of my people," but I don't. I don't think those are like in any way meant to be right in competition, in competition with the yeah, term yeah, king. Yeah. I think it is more like he's a prince of a guy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like. He's... Oh, and I was I was just asking because there was that delineation mm-hmm. in Samuel that makes sense early on. Um, how much do you? Like how much would the Jewish audience probably read into um, some contextual things like in verse 11 about, you know, him being the youngest, him being out with the sheep. Is that meant to be like, oh, is he re- like, he's going to choose that guy to be the king?
0: I mean, it's like it's prefaced by do not look on his appearance or the height of his, because when he's looking well, at Eliab, yeah, when Samuel is looking at Eliab, the mm. older brother, he's like, that's got to be him. Mm. And right. God's like, ah.
3: Yeah, not don't him. Don't do it. We <laughs> we already had a Saul.
0: We and don't yet, need another
3: Saul. And yet in 12, because yeah. this is where I thought you were going. So yes, you're exactly right. In verse 7, do not look upon his appearance or his hide or statue. Yeah, all red, ready and beautiful. And in, yeah, a man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. And yet David is ready and has beautiful eyes and was handsome. And so it's like, yeah, interesting. It, it's that funny, like, okay, so God made it clear, it doesn't mean well, this. Okay, but but if it happens to be this, <laughs> yeah, if it's by ruddy
0: they mean some sort of redhead, then you know everybody's like, oh, that's a strike against them, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, I thought you were going
2: to say, uh, then then his attractiveness, his attractiveness is assumed is doubled. Yeah, exactly. No, that's it's presumed right. upon. We the all know
0: you <laughs> gingers don't have souls. <laughs> that's right. That's the the new ginger side. But he has beautiful eyes. He does have great eyes. Great yeah. eyes. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of funny to the 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 details that we get sometimes are like really. Yeah, that like, one of all the things that's the of all one we the things, get. hey beautiful eyes, which it mm-hmm. may have been like a maybe that was like a um, euphemism for it's like a right. face for radio. Right. right. Oh,
2: you but you he's got know. beautiful <laughs> exactly. eyes. He has a great personality.
1: Interesting. But he looks we like he just don't know. He looks yeah. like he's got the measles. But eyes
2: are But a big he's deal. got beautiful eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. It's a eyes are a big deal. We're yes. going to see that. That's, that's always a because yeah. there's a spirituality connected to people with yeah. You know that the eyes are the window Shining to the soul. Eyes. Right. yeah. The um, apple of my eye too. Yep. Yeah, you're. I think that's what you're supposed to. Experience. It's interesting
1: to think too. I wonder if he's shepherding in the same fields that the shepherds were shepherding.
2: Oh, it's the same fields. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. This, yeah, is, this yeah. is right outside of Beth. It's also the same fields that Boaz would have been meeting. I mean, it's that same area. Yeah. I mean, it'll be the exact the exact same square footage. Yeah. But there's, although there's not even that the much. way God tells yeah. the story, it very well be exactly the square footage. It's but, crazy. Yeah, it's really it's which pretty powerful.
0: brings back the I mean, I don't know if we have time for this, but <laughs> it brings back the conversation of are there holy places? Yeah. Oh, Chris. that's a good. Oh, yeah. That'd be good. <laughs> are there places that we just
3: don't realize how holy they are? Yeah. Anyway.
1: That was not my intention, but yeah. It was
3: <laughs> but I do think, of it was, not. and what you did mention, though, was would the original audience mm-hmm. hear this as a funny thing? And yes, mm-hmm. I think going out of the birth order um, again. Yes. And being the youngest, not just yes, yeah. correct. I mean, and, and this isn't the first time that God's mm-hmm. chosen not the natural son of right. the way that the culture mm-hmm. had, had mm-hmm. you know, set things up. And so God's not bound by, you know, this tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, th- I think at least they would be seeing that as something striking mm-hmm. um, what it means for probably the relationship between um, Jesse and David would be, re- is really interesting. Um, the fact that it's like the, the request is to bring the sons and he's not even brought uh, Right, is kind of that. Like that's been a question for me for a while now. Yeah. And, and especially since David
0: in, in at least one Psalm uh, refers to being born in sin. I really do think that that's just like a, he's sinful from birth. Like we right. all are like he's, he's admitting to being flawed. Um, but the, I, there, there seems to be some like thing in him that's like I wasn't right from the beginning, mm-hmm. um, and you know maybe there's some sort of con- contention, tension, whatever mm. um, between him and his father or his parents or something.
1: That oh, that's interesting. He wouldn't
0: have even been considered. Um,
3: but anyway, where, where, where else were you? Were you still finishing a thought ball with that? No, I, I think again it's that that this it, it leaves a question mark. And I think John okay. just, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Continuing that thing. And, but then and it's not just, it seems like there's a question mark here between Jesse, but then also with even kind of with his brother's roles, um, mm-hmm. you know, again, so much of this is just a, a tension between brothers is not again, a, a, a skipped motif. Yeah. Favoritism from a father yeah. <laughs> towards kids yes. is, is not, a skipped motif. I mean, yeah. again, there's there's a lot that um we we easily see the humanity in yeah. this narrative. Mm-hmm. Um and and again, Jesse reveals I think these very common mistakes that a lot of people make. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep, in yep. the treatment of their children. And so
1: Can I ask one more question before we finish? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. In verse 13, and the spirit of the Lord rushed upon him. Is that a is that a common motif in the old testament? Mm-hmm. It's
0: not, I wouldn't even, I don't know if I would call it common, but Mm -hmm. the spirit of the Lord coming on people, Mm -hmm. there's a difference between the way that the spirit uh, is described as, I'm sorry, I'm I'm like tiptoeing here. Um, It's the way that the spirit is described as interacting with human beings before Jesus is crucified Mm -hmm. and after. Mm. the fact that it 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 appears that it's it it may even only be that the spirit moves in one person at a time mm. before uh um Jesus is crucified and then after Pentecost because Jesus has said like, hey I'm leaving so that you can all have a better counselor what is, what is he saying? I'm leaving that oh, that that you may like. It's better for for yeah, me to right, leave. Right,
3: greater works.
0: Yeah, um, and and it is that like when I'm gone, then the spirit can inhabit all of you, hmm. which is I don't I don't understand that completely, but it does like there is a difference in the Old Testament with how the spirit seems to come upon people and hmm. then leave people. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and then what we're promised mm-hmm. as followers of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. now. Yeah, and I think that at least, so you, you are correct, and you're probably asking a bigger bigger question about the Spirit of the Lord coming upon people and leaving people at different times. Mm. But that, I think, is supposed to be what the main takeaway in the comparison of Saul is right. because at Saul's anointing, the Spirit of the Lord also yeah. appeared. Mm-hmm. But not from that day forward. But not from that day forward. And <laughs> right. here it's the spirit of the Lord with the anointing. Because, I mean, it's it's all part of the same verse. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord rushed upon David. But then it does say from that day forward. Mm-hmm. And so I think, again, we're supposed to read everything everything moving forward in, in David's story that's a success is... It is attributed to that. The Lord's doing. Mm-hmm. Right. The presence of... Of the spirit that had rushed upon him. Yep. And
0: that's David cool. or David so often one of the great things about <coughs> David is that he tends to uh confirm that. Mm, yeah. Where Saul's like, Look what I did. Mm. Monument mm. to me. David's like, Look what God did. Mm. Yeah. Man, yep. Man, we'll see cool. a lot of that. Lucky,
1: grateful for wonderful.
0: It.
2: Well, Be
1: encouraged. You. Yeah.